honestly is almost like a uphill um fight because like you're struggling with many things many people just take for granted so but like it, it, there's an advantage, you know. It make it makes you more serious in a way, you know. And it was all self-taught, watching the loads of tutorials. Um, well, not it just kept coming naturally. There will be a challenge. It will be new to you. You wanna be like, oh, how do you do this? You look it up. Just doing that over the years, man. It's crazy. Like honestly, that whole thing, it really boosted my self-confidence until today i feel like there's nothing i can't learn on my own like because you really don't need a school <laughs> um <laughs> if you were to start from scratch now you have you know you didn't have your macbook you yeah. didn't have your camera where would you start yeah. with my phone <laughs> i'll start with my phone i can make anything with you know anything honestly it's the idea, honestly. Most people, most times we get lost with the tools, but it's the idea at the end of the day. Hello everyone, welcome back to Foreign Gems. This is going to be episode 17. I know we actually agreed we maybe wouldn't mention the episode names anymore, but I think we're, we're at episode 17 now, so deep into the podcast, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to our next guest episode. Um, Fumbi's going to be our third guest on the on the podcast so far second time recording and attempting video again so this is really exciting for us um fumbi is a creative as well which is particularly exciting to me and i know for all as well because like we 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 talk a lot about like career related things but like the creative side of things and creative careers are super interesting to us as well and we're big lovers of music over here at foreign gems so really looking forward to hearing your story Fumbi. welcome to the podcast thank you thank you thanks for having me man it's good to be on the platform. Yeah, man, we're happy to have you. Ola, do you want to introduce uh, Fumbi? Yeah, uh, for sure. Before we even get to Fumbi, um, for context, the reason why we don't introduce the podcast episode number is for you binge listeners. Um, we don't want you know to we don't want it to sound repetitive or boring, but. We don't know the answers yet, so please let us know whatever you think. Um, if you like us mentioning numbers, so it, it keeps you, you know, like a breadcrumb, let us know. Um, if you don't like it, let us know as well. But yeah, speaking of feedback though, um, Fumbi is actually our first listener of the podcast. When we started this, um, it was one of the people that I uh, mentioned the concepts to. Uh, just to get his idea, his thoughts, um, his feedback was one of the things that gave us the confidence to keep going. And when we did launch, he was our very first listener as well, outside of Mark and I. So it's nice to have Fumbi here. Um, Fumbi is my longest friend, um, about 22 years now. So it's been, um, it's been a great friendship and um, he's one of the most creative people I know. And he just keeps getting even way more creative over time. And Fumbi used to, he schooled in Coventry, I believe. Uh, uh, Birmingham. Birmingham, okay. Um, and he decided to move back to Nigeria to pursue his creative passion. Uh, fun fact, the last time I was in Nigeria, uh, Fumbi had just quit his corporate job and he was telling me that he was diving into this um, videography uh, editing world. 
and I could understand why, because you know I'm a creative myself. But I know in Nigeria it's a very scary lip, so I didn't understand how it would make that work. But within a couple of months, um, you could start seeing the success from that. So that was inspiring for me, and uh, I've used that as an example of the power of going after your dreams. So that's pretty much what we'll be talking about today with Fumbi, just to try to understand his journey, uh, lessons along the way, and for anyone else trying to make the same leap, uh, what they can uh, what they can do. Welcome to Foreign Gems, uh, officially. Thank you, thank hey, you. Fez. <laughs> yeah, um, I was gonna say, right, we can just stick with uh, Fez for the purpose of this uh, podcast like that's like the creative moniker and that's what most people know me as because with all like he said it goes back like 22 years so obviously like he's almost like family at this point but some people don't even know that name uh so yeah i'm glad to be here glad to share my perspective disclaimer for anybody listening you know um from the creator in nigeria you know basically making it work from here so yeah these are my opinions and my perspective to share. i mean that's what it's all about um familiar topics foreign perspectives so uh i'm sure someone can connect to your uh journey so yeah uh mark do you have any question for from yeah let's start off with the with the classic journey i just want to kind of know how you ended up you know becoming fez in a way you know so um Please tell me your story, you know, from leaving Nigeria for the first time, going to school, um, and then, you know, making the tough decision to quit your corporate job to actually pursue a, a career in creative, which is, you know, a big risk. And so I'm really excited to hear about that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I could, I'll just start from where, like, the whole inspiration came and, like, which now, when I look back, it now looks like what was, like, the turning point for, like, everything. Because up until then, you know, there's this toxic Nigerian thing they do where they just, like, put you in school and you do your primary, secondary, university. And even up until my master's, I was actually still figuring it out because at that point, I still didn't really know, like... But I was always in school, so, you know. But, yeah, uh, this whole thing started working on my dissertation, you know my masters and you know uh for some health reason or the other i don't want to go into that uh you know i wasn't able to um finish with the with the people i had coming with so i was held back like a year so i had this space of time where all i was doing was just um working on that project and you know funny enough at the same time feeling all that feeling of like you know it's quite depressing like seeing all the people you came with leaving and then you're staying back you know for some health challenge or something but and then at the same time uh, i happen to be going through this really devastating um breakup with my ex at the time who i thought was going to get married to uh so yeah it was a lot going on you know i needed some time to just like breathe and england uh you know, my relationship with England has always been like love-hate, you know, it's always cold, it's always grey, like, there's no sun. It was even later, I now found out that 
the lack of sun actually depresses africans like in a way like on some biological level but like yeah so um i, I traveled i took like a break went to new york for a while and you know it was while i was there you know um i would always try to just go out because i was living with a friend who was a nurse so she would always like have these long shifts i always be so I would go out, you know, find myself recording stuff, come back to the apartment. And that was my first time, like, trying to edit anything. So I realized the process of editing was, like, something that whenever I did it, I would just forget time. And I could lose five hours, six hours. So that was how I, the cycle just started. Wake up, dress up, go out, record New York come back in, edit, edit, and, you know, that was what took me into, like, loving film, loving editing, and the whole filmmaking thing, and, you know, that was pretty much what started it, you know, just doing something that you love and you don't mind pouring hours and hours into, you know, so that was, that was the beginning, basically. And uh, yeah, so got back to England, graduated, came to Nigeria, you know, I got this job in an IT company, you know, I was doing quality assurance and I was basically testing all the tech products and, you know, making notes and it was funny because even while I was there, like I said, while you're in school, like you're still figuring it out, like. And then you start working and then everything starts becoming clearer. You start seeing where things fit in and the reason for all that studying, you know, it starts revealing itself. So yeah, my first experience was in the tech, um, in a tech company. But yeah, like I said, um, they would always get me to do things like, oh, we want to do this uh, advert or something. They would always get me to shoot and edit stuff, but it wasn't even my job description. But then... I think even the CFO or something, the top level, they, they noticed like, oh, whenever he's doing this, he's like so happy and all that. Like, so, you know, so going down the line, there was some, there was new management and, you know, they had to do some, um, what do they call it now, layoffs and all that. And not like I was even happy there in the first place. So I kind of like, and episode six, funny enough, like you guys talked about layoffs. Yeah. And, you know, that was a real eye opener for me because I then when it was all happening, I didn't get, I didn't really understand. I just knew, oh, there were some issues. But then that episode really like puts it into perspective, lets you understand why these things happen and all that. So yeah, it was really nice listening to that. Hey man, uh, appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah, man. So I just basically put myself up. I was like, okay, guys, <laughs> I would go, like, you know, sign me up. So basically, did a letter, I resigned, and, you know, put all the money I had saved while I was there. I remember I was only, I was able to afford one camera and one laptop. Yeah. One camera, one laptop, quit the job. <laughs> Ground zero. No fear. Yeah. I'll, exp- I'll tell you why there was no fear. Like, during course of conversation but yeah i just i just said uh effort basically so even then uh it was more like 
I was learning myself on YouTube and I would always just go out, you know, post stuff, edit stuff. It was nothing for anyone. It wasn't jobs then. It wasn't clients then. It was just more of someone that just really liked doing this thing. And then people just started gravitating towards it. Like, you know, I'll have so many eyes on my page, on my story. And, you know, that was where um, this comedian and basket mouth found me you know just posting all these things on my story yeah so but he didn't know me directly and we had a mutual friend so he hit her up he was like yo do you know this guy's videos are crazy like i want him to because he was going on tour in england and europe so he was like yeah i want him to come with me so he can do this craziness for me so yeah and that was kind of like how i started man with basket mouth just like touring england Manchester, London, all the cities. Amazing, man. And that and was how we moved from like the hobby to the started full-time. becoming like a thing. Now I was yeah. getting paid for. Yeah. I'm really curious, like when you were first filming, like in New York, filming, you know, basically a day and putting the edits together. Were you putting those on like Instagram, on YouTube? Like what? What was your platform, and why did why did you choose that one? Yeah, so those videos, uh, did, they see, did those videos see the light of day? I don't know. I think some of them made it to YouTube. Yeah, some of them made it to YouTube. But you know, then it was just like, I would just show myself, show the girl I was living with in our apartment. Like, <laughs> and then maybe my brother, those people that would encourage you, you know. Yeah. But yeah, no, I wasn't really putting it out then. Yeah, no, not until I came back to Nigeria and I started putting out those videos I was doing. And and so the opportunity that happened with basketball was that uh, after you moved back to Nigeria? Yes, after I came back. Yeah, because then I was in the environment and you know it was easier to just call me and you know that was my first. I remember the first day I met him. You know, (sighs) I thought it was a scary guy because you know I don't know he had the afro and. Funny enough, the first day I met him, he was pissed off at someone else. So I was like, ah, the, the, the uh, mood was tense. So yeah. I was like, this guy didn't transfer his aggression to me. And then only for him to just like look at me. And then it's just like a different person. I'd never seen anything <laughs> like that. Like the whole rage. I think he basically fired that guy that day. And then he just looked at me and he was just like, oh, smile. Like, oh. yo, like. So- <laughs> turn it on and off immediately right like, <laughs> yeah and then you know first experience with the celebrity and then he'll be the first of many like oh, i've yeah. worked with a lot of celebrities in nigeria yeah. Yeah, so, yeah that actually leads me to my next question i was gonna i was gonna ask you about the types of projects that you like to work on so you know when, when you were filming early days trying to figure out the editing it's kind of whatever's around you. But now that you have a bit of a portfolio, you can decide which types of people you want to work with. And like the first person you mentioned, clearly like a creative, you know, comedian going on tour, doing that kind of thing. Is that what you gravitate more towards or are you like, you know, exploring other options too? So in the beginning, because I started with events, you know, I would call those comedy shows events. Yeah, so I naturally gravitated 
towards events. So, and also, I feel like because I didn't have the, um, you know, like when you're learning anything, even if it's guitar or anything, there'll be the classical way of like, oh, this is how we've always done it. Like, you know, yeah. when you pick it up yourself and yeah. just like start strumming, I, there's a different muscle memory that goes with it. And like, I just had my own way of making my videos. So yeah. I stuck with events, tried weddings, didn't like weddings. Uh, yeah. So I stuck with events, uh, yeah. lifestyle and yeah. stuff like that in entertainment, you know, where the rules were a little bit more flexible. Gotcha. But, um, yeah. But these are so, all commercials and all that for brands. Yeah. yeah, that was a question I wanted to ask. Um, when you decided to go down the route of more creative projects, um, did you look at the commercial value of those? And why are you doing the more commercials now? <laughs> okay, so um, honestly, I, I always just gravitated more towards any space or industry that allowed almost like complete creativity because like if you're working for a bank for example like they would want you to like storyboard everything almost to like the t so like i found myself naturally being moving away from such strict rules because like with my creative like why should anybody be so strict with creativity like playing like you should be able to do you get so like yeah with events high um festivals stuff like that you know it's more flexible they allow you play they allow you create how you want in more dynamic ways so that's why i gravitated towards that and now with commercials these brands that are calling me are the brands that are more like yeah go on like do your thing like they let, they let me play with it like you know and i'm so proud to have those people like with me like i'm believing in it like some of them have stuck with me since like 2020, 2019. So, you know, it, we just become more than working. This thing becomes like a friendship, partnership, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, just naturally gravitate more towards where I'm allowed to express my creativity however I like. You know. All right. So, speaking of working with stars now when i was in nigeria the last time one of the things you mentioned actually we went to a show uh for this artist that was known as santi at the time uh now he's known as crow santino we could not see him for some reason he didn't show up and he was so disappointed but somehow you know now you've manifested working with him like how does that feel how did that happen like how how does it feel Okay, so let me just take the story a little bit back, not all the way, but a little bit. So yeah, came back to Nigeria, started working in that tech company. So I meet this um, person who is now my wife in a weird way. So yeah, she was in the company and she would always like be on SoundCloud. She was more like inclined to finding new songs and like, you know, just listening to music. So she would always be on SoundCloud. So she introduced me to this artist, this song actually, it was called Gully. And I was like, damn, I just fell in love with that song. I would always play, play, play. And it was by this guy called Santi. And you know, that was how I now started listening to his other stuff. I just 
I just became a fan of this guy, like enjoying the music so much, you know. And one time a job came and it was like, oh, Santi is gonna be um, doing his first show in Nigeria, headline uh, Hard Rock Cafe. We want you to cover it, you know, because then I was doing events, you know, working with all those brands. They're like, want you to cover it. Uh, so I went from like a brand angle. I didn't go from from the artist side. So I was working with the brand, shooting, and you know, I did the idea, came out, was crazy, like. But as with most of my stuff, then like it was, it would always be crazy, but like in the underground way of like the people that like connected to it really. Yeah, it wasn't always mainstream, like so that underground buzz was like the video was really being shared everywhere and in it, it got to Santi. It got to Santi. I don't know how it got to him. So he saw the video, it was like because he, he didn't have anybody covering the event but him. His I don't think his label. So everybody just used that video I did for that event. But you know, it was heavy on branding and but it was like really impressive. So he we had a mutual friend, you know, it's always, there's always a mutual friend. That's another good thing. Always network, always have friends. Like, cause I used to go out a lot. So people knew me, even if you didn't know me, you knew someone that knew me because, you know, I was, I was that kid with this camera all the time. And, you know, that one called me. It was like, oh yeah, I know, I know the guy. Yeah. And, you know, they called me, showed up to the house. He was like, Bruh. <laughs> I was so nervous that day. Like, you know, and you know, from there it just became a friendship, brotherhood thing. Like, you know, it was like we locked in. <laughs> yeah, man, it's crazy. So, if I hear, if I heard correctly, you're working on a project right now with him. Yes, 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 and and that's just because um the nature of the relationship, you know, uh, it's like this ongoing. We just we're almost always working on something. Very cool. Okay, so it sounds like okay. Let me back up a little bit. My favorite part of your story is like you moving back and then you being able to turn what is your passion into your full-time career, essentially. And yeah. I wonder, like, could you talk a little bit more about what being in Nigeria has enabled you to do, um, creative-wise, that maybe would have been more of a struggle, you know, if you remained in England, for example. Hmm. Okay, first of all, all the friendships were here in Nigeria, you know, I know a lot more people here in Nigeria, just because I grew up here, you know, born and raised, uh, left a little bit. While I was in England, you know, when you move like that, it's like new community, uh, new people, you know, it's almost like starting from zero and not even really starting from zero, it's a new culture, you know, like in Nigeria, like we're more expressive, more in England, they're more like reserved. You really can't like just be loud. Or just... So yeah, you know, it was, I didn't really find myself having a new community there. So all my friends were still in Nigeria, all those relationships were still here. So when I came back, it was like, you know, just reconnecting with everybody, just like, ah, oh, how you been, you know, going out all the time being at all the events, all the spaces, all the concerts, underground stuff mostly, you know. Uh, so yeah, it, it's, it was a familiar environment. That was a, an a, advantage, you know, I was comfortable. I, they were, these are my people, uh, you know, this is my environment. But like, 
Nigeria also has its own setbacks, you know, which is like, you know, it's basically almost third world. Like, there's so many things we got used to in um, England, you know, infrastructure, internet, electricity, all these things are no-brainers there in England, you know. But like, coming back to Nigeria now, I came back with that mindset that none of this should be impossible for me. Like, if I need to do something, I need to be able to use the internet, use electricity. I basically first my that was basically one of the first things just like setting up making sure you have all that covered like your internet your electricity yeah. and unfortunately because of this the way the country is and you know the politicians don't really the government doesn't do anything so you have to just take all everything into your own hands and make sure you have everything you need to succeed that is tip number one for surviving in Nigeria. <laughs> I like so, it. Yeah. That's a uh, good tip. You know, good base, good start. And, you know, just have a plan B for everything. You know? So, yeah, when I had the right environment, creating was easier, I guess. But not easy, but easier. Oh. In terms of your environment, how has that shaped your creativity? Do you find you were more creative in New York versus Nigeria or like how did that, what's the difference? Wow, um, definitely more creative in Nigeria because like the other downside to having everything in like New York, in London is like the hunger is different because you're so comfortable. like. You know, oh, once I hit www.google, it's just going to load up. Boom. But here, you're not somewhere. You're like, www.google might load up, and it might not load up. So it's like you're always on your toes. Like, the focus just goes from, like, instead of, like, 100 to, like, 1,000. Like, so you definitely have to, like, tighten your shoelace, bootstrap, and, you know, it just requires a lot more focus from you somewhere you have to block this space and you know very you have to be very intentional and honestly it's almost like a uphill um fight because like you're struggling with many things many people just take for granted so like you know but like it, there's an advantage you know it makes it makes you more serious in a way no ola and i actually talked about that once before i can't remember if we were recording or not but it's funny we're like back in the day when you don't have all of the tools that you need to pursue your creative endeavor suddenly yeah. you're solving problems in the most creative way yeah and then that when you, scarcity makes it gives a more creative mindset yeah, you start yeah. to think outside of the box a lot more to make something happen right yeah we talked about that in the episode on side hustles so that's mm. the episode seven yeah, mm. if anyone wants to go back and listen to that. Shout out. Uh, uh, how immigrants are able to have the energy when they're in the new environments to create, to, uh, to go after their goals. Uh, I was saying that from a perspective of someone who left their own country to a new country. You're doing all these jobs. But at the same time, on the flip side, that's what you're telling us, which is when you decide to be at home as well, it keeps you on your toes you, you don't take things for granted you create your own yeah. systems that's one of the conversations me and fez have had actually in person where we talked about nigeria has those systems but it allows it gives you that muscle 
to create yeah. your own systems and that actually makes you more creative in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. It does. So, I have a question which might seem like we're jumping back a little bit, but I'm really curious as to how you got into video editing in the first place. Like, did you stumble upon it? You know, you, you said you were kind of just like filming a little bit here and there and then putting edits together in New York, but like, what guided you to learn those things? Were you learning mostly on YouTube, like self-taught, or did you go like through courses? The reason I ask this is for you know any creatives that are listening right now, what would be the tips to get them started on, on a journey similar to yours? Okay. Um, okay, good. Uh, a lot of it was built on the background of already being uh, a little bit tech savvy, you know. Um, you would go out, have all this footage, you know, editing was the next thing that came naturally. You know, I started with some software back then. I was still with the windows, uh, ecosystem. I think it was called Lightworks. It was a very basic, simple editing software. So that was like my foundation. You know, it was like, then and now, um, so I told you when I left the company, I got a camera and I got a laptop. So the laptop I got was a MacBook. So with the MacBook now, I already knew I was going to move fully into Premiere Pro, which is um, an editing, non-linear editing software, NLE. Uh, so with, then it was all self-taught, watching the loads of tutorials. Um, but not, it just kept coming naturally. There will be a challenge. It will be new to you. You want to be like, oh, how do you do this? You look it up. Just doing that over the years, man, it's crazy. Like, honestly, that whole thing, it really boosted my self-confidence. And till today, I feel like there's nothing I can't learn on my own. Like, because you really don't need a school for any. Like, that's one of the things I was trying to, like, keep to the end. Like, my takeaway, like, school, I feel like school is so overrated. <laughs> there's... There's a, there's a type of learning that is like very natural and organic that comes from like, just like a need and trying to solve that need. Like we humans are just amazing. So yeah, I picked it up really quick. It was all, I was learning as I was going and, and you know, till today I'm still learning till tomorrow I'll be learning. And, it doesn't end, yeah. <laughs> have, have you ever faced any moments where you felt a little bit discouraged and like mm. if so like what did you do to overcome that and get back to what you know is coming across as a very natural hunger that you have how do you maintain yeah. that basically yeah okay so yeah discouragement um you know they say comparison is a thief of joy so like the only times i would have probably felt discouraged on this journey was probably if i caught myself maybe comparing myself to someone else who had different circumstances or different education because obviously these people that have gone to film school and all that like but then i just remind myself like we're on different lanes like you understand like yeah it's just it's different lanes you know i don't compare i, st I whenever i feel um what was the word you used um the discouraged discouraged yeah uh yeah no nothing really discourages me because i know why i'm doing this and i'm really focused uh i have a mission as well that guides me so like anything outside of that there's, there's no discouragement you know 
my biggest thing is just to um okay there was another turning point which is um when i came back to nigeria there was there's another editor you know his name is Bidemi Popson. he's a local editor here like based in nigeria he's not local like he's schooled in england as well but i i didn't you know i was doing this thing and then one day i was in nigeria i was working on a video for maybe was it jameson or something and then i just stumbled on this video it was like for, for first bank you know they had this party and it was by this editor his name was beating and it was just like that video watching that video and just seeing how crazy and how much time because as an editor when you see a video you can know how much effort and time went into it so yeah that it was like a spark like that was the day like i was you know when michael jordan was like and then it became personal so yeah like yeah so since that day like that spark so it's always just been in my mission that thing i felt that made me like take it to the next level like go even harder so i always just want someone else that's watching my video to feel that same thing so i can't be discouraged because as long as i'm giving it 1000 percent every time you know and I, i'm already like my my biggest um mission is just to inspire someone that sees something i've made into potentially taking that step to starting as well and i'm a living testimony already i get so many dms like so much love like so many young people it's like oh wow like inspired me to do this you know and i keep up with them I, I follow their growth like i'm so impressed like so it just makes me fulfilled so there's no discouragement in my life um i feel i'm living a full life yeah <laughs> yeah I'd love to hear that man i don't know if you noticed but all and i started smiling when you talked about you using your mission to anchor you we were just yeah. talking about that in an unreleased episode so that's coming up unreleased yeah <laughs> yeah that's literally the last one we recorded so uh, like yeah th- this resonates a lot with us too like having that guiding mission when you're struggling you know just remember the reason why you were doing what it is you're doing in the for first sure. place for sure that helps you to get back on track you know try new things get up when you fall down for sure for sure yeah. well, and as long as you're moving in that direction you yeah. know you can always um do away with the feeling of discouragement or back depression and, you know naturally it will try and come yeah. As long as you're focused and you know your end goal and you know why you're doing this. Yeah. yeah. I definitely am a witness to Fred's uh, power to influence and inspire. Uh, even as you mentioned that you already inspired an idea of the direction that will go with this podcast slash project. So uh, <laughs> I, would, I would discuss that later. And... Uh, even you know my friends that are in Canada, I send your videos to them, and they are inspired as well to go back to their roots and just connect to their roots. And their roots is not just home; their root is the interest that they've had in their early childhood. So for you, I know a lot of your creative work, even though you're in Nigeria, doesn't really use Nigerian elements. He uses elements of things that I know we grew up with, like oh, this was a cartoon you used to watch. This was. I see a lot of that work. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so besides, you know, using your own roots as creativity, using networking, what are some other like success strategies that you've found that has been helpful for you so far? 
Hmm. Working on my people skills. Being friends with my clients. Like, you know, at the end of the day, if you treat it as a gig or a job, it's never the same as when you you take it as, oh, this is my friend, and we're trying to creatively solve a problem that this my friend has using video. So when my mindset shifted from just seeing them as a paying client to like making it a little bit more personal, understanding their pain points, like, okay, what, what is wrong? What do you want this video to solve? Like, then it's like the connection becomes tighter and, you know, that's been like a little thing that has given me another edge, you know, from a people perspective. Yeah, so... So your creativity, you see it as a tool for problem solving? Yeah, creative problem solving, yeah. I love that framing. That's a really yeah. good, that's a really strong tip for like anybody listening who's working with clients hands-on um, to be able to have like personable relationship with someone, not put up that barrier. Um, that's something that I've, I've been learning myself recently as well. It's like a lot of the time I used to just consider, okay, your, your entity, I'm my entity. We just got to do this contractual agreement and then we're done. Like, yeah, right. It's always so much smoother when you're actually working with your friend. Like I'm actively working with my friend on this podcast. Now, like the challenges are just, we're on the same side of the table trying to solve the problem. Whereas like sometimes with clients, it can feel like they're on that side of the table, you're on this side of the table. So being exactly. able to like put yourself, you know, with them and yeah. help each other solve the issue. It's just a, it's a way stress-free way to, to be instead of like the yeah. other yeah and even if it's if it's for like a company you can always identify one stakeholder i always call them the major stakeholder yeah like and that person can be like your point person where you guys are sharing each like pain points with each other you know you don't have to talk to the whole department you know just find the most important person who has a say not someone that doesn't have a say on the final yeah uh, yeah so if if you can just have that kind of communication with that makes the whole process uh, more enjoyable along these same lines if you could go back you know like 10 15 years talk to yourself mm. again what like what are the top things you would tell yourself to maybe get on this track faster or um yeah just like get onto this trajectory earlier on than maybe perhaps you did okay 10 15 years right i would tell younger me that school is a scam. <laughs> I you mentioning that. But, yeah, and, uh, but like honestly, um, it's a little bit overrated. You know, I'll lean in. I'll lean a bit more into my hobbies. Um, you know, I'll tell him lean a little bit more into your hobbies, and I'll tell him leave women alone. Like, <laughs> like the least important thing for you right now. Like we always think it's so important, but like, honestly, there's a lot of building for you to do at that age. You know? yeah. And, you know, all that other stuff will come later. You know? <laughs> uh, he would reshuffle his priorities, basically. Yeah, yeah. Me. <laughs> Hope all your listeners caught that. <laughs> Leave the women alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if you were to start from scratch now, you have, you know, you didn't have your MacBook, you didn't yeah. have your camera. Where would you start? Yeah. With my phone. <laughs> uh, I love that. I start with my phone. I can yeah. make anything with 
you know anything honestly yeah. it's the idea honestly most people most times we get lost with the tools yeah. but it's the idea at the end of the day all you need is a phone to get started yeah yeah and we're in good times these are good times like the things you could do on your phone in fact i even have a friend right now because like the way the country is like people are we need to talk about how like the tenacity of like the average nigerian creative like i've seen these people do things with their phones like that people can't even do it give them the laptop keyboard mouse extra monitor you know <laughs> but then they doing all these things with their phone just because why this is all they could afford and you know the creativity coming out from that is crazy it just lets me know nothing is impossible man don't get lost with the tools yeah do you think <laughs> the medium that they're using in this case their phone actually is an advantage for them because it maybe it unlocks a form of creativity that you won't have yeah. with a fancy camera so it's an advantage because it forces you to think of more ways where you can set yourself apart using that phone so like by the time you now have the laptop have the keyboard have the mouse have the money have the whole setup it's like at that point now it's just more stuff that you can do stuff with but like yeah it definitely forces a type of um it forces you to be creative it forces you to be creative those limitations yeah well i really appreciate the time that we spent today i really love like hearing your story i'm super yeah. interested in like where everything goes which leads me yeah. to the next question which is what are the projects you're most looking forward to like what is you know what's on the horizon for you and what should we look out for okay uh so yeah um in line with uh, my mission of inspiring i started a blog on my website so with this blog now i am interviewing young nigerian editors who are just like starting out and that has been so feeling so rewarding um not only from like a networking um point but like just from telling these people's stories because in filmmaking a lot of times the credit goes to the director you always hear oh, directed by this guy directed by this director by but many times we don't even like the person that put everything you watch together is called an editor so i'm trying to you know i'm, I'm working on putting the editor in the spotlight um that's one thing i'm currently doing and i'm in love with uh telling the stories of these young guys uh, aside that working on some commercials with some brands uh i've got a family in dubai power horse there's something coming out um, yeah very cool just man. wrapped up a video for a nigerian artist uh you know probably know her as tenny the entertainer so that's on the that's coming out soon too uh are you able to say the name of the song uh yeah it's called no days off no days off <laughs> yeah, it's trending so. on tiktok right now that's why I want is it to on tiktok i don't have a tiktok account guys <laughs> i don't have yeah. one either but you can use tiktok without the account oh for real? we do have a you can... james account though so you can follow <laughs> <on> tiktok <laughs> yeah so yeah 
you know, interesting stuff like that, music videos, commercials, um, telling stories. And uh, also now I have a, you know, the company page, obviously, with Down Soul, we're now trying to do some more educative stuff, like, you know, here's five tips for freelancers, here's just bullet point stuff that you can read, you know, carousel format, uh, educative content, trying to put more of that out there, you know, uh, how to grow your network, uh, stuff like that, and some other stuff that's in the works that we haven't even, uh, you know, put out yet. But yeah. Earlier on, I mentioned that you inspired idea for this podcast. One of them is the How to Network uh, carousel that you have on your oh, page. Oh, really? <laughs> so that's interesting. My take on that is we'll start um, breaking these episodes into different carousels and um, yeah. have like snippets of videos that so that it's actionable for people. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, uh, explore all the uh, YouTube shorts, all that. Just explore everything. See whichever uh, works. I would have been doing a lot more um, talking head stuff, but you know, naturally, even if you go on my pages, almost no. But like, yeah, that's the, my next mountain to climb, you know, yeah. talking and showing myself a bit more. But I've always just believed in just putting the work out there and letting the world uh, do the talking. I'm inspired by artists like Daft Punk, MF Doom is my favorite artist. Yeah. Mm. All these guys hid behind masks. You know? yeah. So yeah. It's just like, why am I showing my face? I can inspire without showing my face. And, uh, and I can also have that double life. Uh, you know, <laughs> the only kids that recognize you are the kids that are tapped in. And, you know, you can just walk outside, calm, you know. <laughs> but yeah, Do we yeah. need to put like uh, some mask on your face? What is that? No, no. Exclusive of foreign gems, you know. <laughs> These are for the tapped in kids too. Right. Who really want so, to get to know first. Honestly, this is like one of... Okay, aside, so in 2021, um, there's this platform, Art Festival, it's called ArtX. Um, so they reached out to me. So what ArtX is, it's like, um, it's an international art fair. And, you know, it takes place here in Lagos. It takes place here in Lagos. So they showcase, like, the craziest talents that year in art, all forms of art, you know. So these people reached out to me and, you know, that was a very transformative experience. And that was like one of the first platforms where I found myself on stage doing talks, you know, I don't even know how they found me, but yeah, it was a crazy experience. I worked alongside um, Phil's, uh, Venus, <laughs> I worked alongside uh, artists like Alo, you know, it was a good, it was a good experience, you know. And I created some projects for them that they use for the festival as well. So yeah. Some of the names you mentioned are like the biggest trending <laughs> artists in Nigeria as of today. Tapped in, as you say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very. You mentioned, you know, being inspired by artists like MF Doom, Daft Punk, and um so it seems like you understand your brand very well and what you want it to be like. How did you like 
are you intentional about that with every decision you make or is it organic like in terms of protecting and building your brand how do you approach it so with the brand it's very intentional um i know how i want it to look feel and you know that's part of the benefits of like because i'm basically running everything myself you know so i have a lot of time to think about how i want things to look how i want things to be and you know i have a lot of time to implement as well and i also have the ability to implement myself but you know um been working with some young talents like if you notice the um educative content there's some illustrations some sketches very hand-drawn very not too digital mm-hmm. just yeah so i like that handmade feel i would always want that to carry on into the brand so yeah there's a lot of intention behind everything for me there's a lot of intention there's a lot of thoughts and you know it's very would you say it's organic if you if you put a lot of thought behind it it's intentional. that's a good philosophical yeah, question it's yeah. intentional I love the page, by the way. Yeah, I was checking it out. Man, it's so unique. It immediately stands out and everything, like really popping colors. And now I want to yeah. check out more of like your video work, see yeah, how like that you. translates a little bit more into that as well. Yeah, just wanted to give you that shout out when you mentioned that page. Thank the you, project is called Project Thes, by the way, for anyone yeah. that wants to check it out. And your IG, what's what's that one called? The one with your my IG, my IG is. I T S F E Z. So it's Fez. Yeah, I T S F E Z. And then Project Fez is like the more um structured part of it with you know it's like yeah. also what was the the address for the blog? You know, because some of the listeners uh you can find the blog on www.project-fez.com. Okay, gotcha. Project-fez.com. We'll put all these links in the description anyway, so nobody has to yeah. memorize any of this. But yeah, man. Yeah, thank you for checking out your work. <laughs> uh, I have one last question. So, like, what's your future outlook on the creative landscape in Nigeria? Like, what do you see if you were to look, wake up on the five, ten years from now, and look out the window? What do you see? Great question. Hmm. Honestly, it's more of like a glass half full situation for me now because already these young Nigerian acts are like so hungry and so talented, and now with like all the advancement, like I'm sure you guys have really caught on to like the whole AI wave and how much more accessible everything is now. I, it's like getting your idea out into the world is almost like it takes prompt away so honestly i would i would say the future is bright um but there's also something i notice here in nigeria that everybody's always trying to like play it safe like once they see there's a formula of like doing something they want to just like latch on to that formula and like use it as much and milk it and get as much money uh, you know from just doing that thing systematically formulate but you know real creativity i feel like just leave the whole formula thing don't be afraid i mean i might sound privileged saying don't be afraid to try out new ideas some people don't have the liberty to 
try out ideas they just need the next paycheck desperately mm. so but like you know there's that thing i've been noticing where you know some of the youth not all of them they just wait for to see a formula that works and then they can copy that but like my advice would be to actually study if you're interested in something study it it's a language everything is a language programming is a language marketing is a language so learn the language until a point where you can say what you feel like saying and don't don't copy how someone else is saying whatever it is they're saying there's so many ways you could say it, but just so my advice would just be learn the language yourself uh, but yeah future looking bright you know so many tools so many learning is almost easier than it's ever been uh just try and as, soon, as long as you can overcome that barrier of internet electricity you know invest invest in data invest in learning invest because the future is bright for you and the tools are making it easier than ever love it these are great jams that you're dropping um, <laughs> and even now i can take away from it i'm sure mark can as well so yeah. and you know the way i see it is whenever we are at that point where we can take away things those are usually yeah. things that our audience tend to uh, resonate with as well so yeah. i really appreciate this uh Thanks. this would have been Thanks. a great place to end this but i know mark had a question in yeah sure regards to <laughs> access to talent yeah 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 actually right around the time we had like a bit of a break earlier i wanted to ask you a question about being in nigeria and yeah. it relates to networking as well i yeah. wonder how like being in nigeria has enabled you to reach these you know monumental collaborations a lot quicker than perhaps yeah. trying to do the same thing in yeah. the uk or in the us like it feels like yeah you're able to use your network a lot more effectively to get to, to work with the clients that you want to work. I want to hear a little bit yeah. more about that. Okay. Um, good question. That's actually a very good question. Um, you know, there was one day, right? I, like I told you, a lot of my learning was from tutorials and all that. And something happened. They, there's this guy, his, his name is Olufemi. He does tutorials on editing on YouTube. It's quite big. Yeah. And I don't even know how it happened. I found myself chatting with him and, you know, I sent him some of my work and this is someone I'd always watch his tutorials. And yeah. He was so impressed. He was like, wow, like your stuff is so crazy. I yeah. had a lot of good things to say. Yeah. But basically all that happened because I was bold enough to like break the ice and just send him a random DM saying, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. So creatives, that is another important thing. Um, don't be afraid. Don't look at your environment. You can you can talk to anybody. We live in such a good time right now. The fact that you're physically in Lagos, Nigeria, is not stopping you from working with anybody. I've worked with people that in Russia, Germany, Vietnam. I have friends everywhere. Like we brainstorm, and this all goes back to like my gaming um, background. Like. Because when you're gaming, you're talking to people, it's all on your headset. The internet gives you access to the world. Yeah. So you can develop real friendships. Don't be afraid to hit your mentors. Don't be afraid to slide in the DMs. Mm -hmm. The world is beyond 
wherever you find yourself right now. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't you? Shoot your shot. Yeah, just shoot your shot. Basically, that's the that's the tip. We love that saying here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you'll be surprised. You might feel like they won't respond or they won't have your time, but these people go through their DMs. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing impossible. But also maybe have something to show, you know. Yeah. How, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they'll pay attention to you, yeah. you know. But yeah, it's not impossible. It's not impossible. <laughs> I love it. Fez, yeah. thank you so much for your time. Thank you for giving us all of these amazing <laughs> gems. Actually, there's so many actionable things from this podcast. I think yeah. this might be one of the first ones that we do like carousels with, maybe like like a bullet point type list for like an Instagram post or something. I don't know, but yeah. there's just like a lot of very actionable things. Um, yeah. So like I had a great time, you know, getting to know you better. I'm sure we'll have you back on the pod again soon, but I just wanted to thank you for this time right here, right now. Thank you, man. It's been a pleasure, guys. Yeah. You. Um, so yeah, this is you know foreign gems. Another episode. We're not calling the number. <laughs> this one is on um, against all odds. You know, driving from a country like Nigeria, and um, I've learned so much. And as I mentioned, uh, I know Mark seems to have learned so much, and I know a lot of you will. Um, if you have any comments, feedback, or additional questions for Fez, please let us know. Uh, if there's something you didn't like about this episode, uh, let us know as well. We welcome all feedback. And it's just a team of two right now. We're doing all the, just like Fez, we're doing everything ourselves. Recording, editing, research for guests and everything. So however you can help us, let us know. Uh, share with friends, share with anyone that you would find value out of it. And uh, give us suggestions as well. And um, yeah, let's keep building this uh, for all of us. Cool. Awesome, man. Thanks, guys, for having me. Of course, man. Can't wait to have you back again. Next time, we'll talk about gaming. <laughs> Yo, I love that. I love that. <laughs> foreign gems. And um, see you next time. Foreign perspectives to familiar topics.